Holy shit, it's another fucking day. It's the best day ever again. Cause I'm a stupid fucking cat and I don't know shit. And I don't know what it is to be sad. I think I'll run around for no good reason and act like there's stuff I gotta do. I have no idea how much the world sucks cause I have no reference level. Holy hell, that guy's bringing me food. This food sucks, but I don't even know it. Now I'm shitting in a box cause I don't give a fuck And the guy throws it out for me Now I think I'll lie down here Now I think I'll lie down here Cause I got no fucking bills to pay Sometimes I look out windows cause I'm stupid as hell Holy Christ, it's a piece of paper I have no idea how pointless I am And I don't even know I'm gonna die Now it's time to go to bed Gotta get some fucking rest cause it's the best day ever tomorrow Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Film Room. We're doing a Lost Tapes today. Yep, we're back at it, and boy are we not going to be particularly nice today. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to be pretty vicious. There are going to be some obscenities thrown. I mean, if people think that we were harsh on the Boogie Hate cast... They, they know nothing about what we're going to be like on this one. This is going to be the harshest I'll ever be, maybe, on a film. Yeah, probably. I, I, There's going to be a lot of post-discussion, because there's a lot to discuss, not really on the content of the film, but rather lack of content. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's what you can say about it. Um... I really don't know how to lead in. Like, there is no lead in to this film. I think the best way to start is to explain what the film is, and so, uh, without further ado, the film that we are reviewing today is A Talking Cat? A Talking Cat? Exclamation point, question mark, another exclamation point. The movie was first brought to my attention because of a, uh, review on the AV Club by Nathan Rabin, who is no longer at the site, and who did a piece where he compared it to The Room, which, of course, and that sound that people just heard in the background is me putting a cat on the floor, um, <laughs> just, just for extra realism. Uh, Rabin compared the movie to The Room, said it was the room of anthropomorphic talking animals. Yeah, it's unfair to compare it to The Room, because The Room at least tried. But, I mean, I should note that Rabin's review was really great, and he, he he really spiked my interest in it. So, as we were laying out films we wanted to discuss on this cast, this this felt like a dare that I couldn't resist. Yeah, when you, when you brought it up to me, I thought, well, okay, it looks like a kind of a crappy movie. You know, we, we could talk about it. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll do a Lost Tapes on it. We'll do a, we'll do a riff on it. And then when we watched it, we had no idea what we were in for. How could we have? No. Like, we didn't know. We thought, well, yeah, it's it's going to be bad, but we did not know how little effort was put into this. It's not even minimal effort. It's just none. Yeah, this was minimal effort. This was minimal effort, to say the very least. There was no effort whatsoever put into this movie. There's more effort put into this cast than there was to this movie. The quick synopsis that we'll give people is that the movie is about a cat who's a human whisperer who shows up and brings two families together. That's the plot of the movie. End of discussion. 
And just barely, because there's this bullshit rule where he can only talk to a person once, and then, like, he can only talk to a specific person once, and that's it. I don't get it. I think that was just so they could, or so they didn't have to use the quote-unquote talking effect too much. And yes, we, we will put some videos of this, because this is an audio medium, and it really does have to be seen to be believed. I do not suggest watching the full film. No, this is not a, this is not a room situation. No, the room is rewatchable. This is nigh unwatchable. This even makes me take back some of the comments that I said about Birdemic, okay? Yeah! That's just the thing. I mean, Birdemic has more effort than this. Fucking Birdemic has more effort than this movie. This is this is the bottom of the barrel, y'all. This is the worst movie I've ever seen, hands down. So, shall we get into The Lost Tapes? Yes, we shall. More to come after this dramatic reading. Phase 4 films. Not very fantastic. I like your witch. Always have. Oh, oh geez. This doesn't bode well. Eric Roberts sounds like he's in his bathroom. Sound mixing! Just a step above Birdemic sound mixing. It barely is. Hell, it's barely above my recording. <laughs> because I help people, even if they don't know they need help. Because as I've discovered, people need all the help they can get. Stop sounding so coy. You're a fucking cat. And his voice is so very long. After Effects filter. These credits are so cheap that we could definitely do better. Oh, yeah. And in Afternoon, this was done before Breakfast. Directed by Mary Crawford, not his real name. Oh, no, that's not how you spell Alan Smithy. music is shouting, Whimsy! Oh, hi, gay porn set. And it screams it. Also, look at the Rodney Dangerfield clone. Rest in peace, good sir. On the set, it's hideous. It's trash. Ugh. What are all these things around our... Ah. This thing is hideous. <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't know. Vroom, vroom! Vroom, vroom! Our dreams have crashed. We used to love that as a kid. You're home early. It's over. What's over? The company. Sold myself out of a job. Now they say that I've got enough money to retire. Didn't you already have enough money? Wait, didn't you hire a decorator? Won't they get mad? Yeah, he's clearly doing a great job. Oh no! I see the room comparison at once. What trips? Yeah, only with happy-go-lucky music. We could just hang out. Like this scene is actually virtually identical. I could learn how to cook. Well, I've got a lot of summer reading to catch up on. Maybe we'll order pizza later. Yeah. 
Right down to ordering a pizza. My god. I love how his son clearly hates his dad. <laughs> clearly. Hi, is this Chris Barber from Mr. Garvey's class? Um, no. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I was in Mr. Garvey's class last year, but yeah. Okay, um, anyway, mm -hmm. um, I need to raise Stay my on. English grade, yeah. and he suggested that you could... I didn't think me? this was possible, so but this you? script slash acting manages to fail at awkward teen stammering. That's the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the idea. This is clearly a script ripoff of the room. Why, did somebody say something? My parents can't pay much. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, come on, no payment necessary. I mean, no shoes, no shirt, no service. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I guess, uh, no I, I shirt, will, uh, no I'll shoes, no shirt. Dakota, cool. you're Thanks, making bye. the wrong film. This is not a 1313. <laughs> <sighs> what was that? Kitty? A cat? They should just rename this film. A cat. Hey guys. Yeah. Did we get a cat? No. Why? What do you do when you like a girl? Well, uh. Oh, I did see a cat, that one. Yeah, me too. It's weird, right? Hey, let's go order that pizza, huh? <sighs> yeah, I'd like that. I love how the cat just shows up in the house, it's brought up. And dropped. Then not dropped. Then dropped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously, I've got to start setting up at the Sims cocktail party, and they're not going to want to see my toes. They are our best customers. They deserve toe-free appetizers. Did, you Did like she just say no, they deserve toe-free appetizers? Yes, I'm afraid she no. did. God damn, it's annoying. It doesn't matter which one. We can't afford it. I promise that we will look for scholarships over the summer, okay? Quit bug your mom about business college. Why don't you shut it? Why don't you shut it? You're the annoying one. I hate you, Trent. Ditto. I hate you. Hello, subtlety. Find my shoes. Hi there. Is that a cat? Four paws, kind of furry, yep. I think so. Everyone's so flummoxed at just seeing a cat. I see cats in my neighborhood all the time. Thanks. Yeah, not a rare occurrence. Work. I should note that the nature scenes in this movie, they are at least pretty, until you look closely. Oh, nice invisible smoke. They don't get points for that. Smoke, by its definition, is smoky. Fine. It's just a smoke alarm in the kitchen. Nothing to worry about. Eh, at least the cinematography is, okay? is fairly decent. Yeah, I just had a little hiccup with the waffle maker this morning. Oh, hey, kitty. So you decided to come back, huh? I had to. You need my help. Ugh, Robert sounds like a robot. Just a reminder, his sister has an Oscar. Well, Robert himself is a fine actor. He was in The Dark Knight. For God's sake. Woo. If you could grab me a bowl of milk, that would be great. You have a really nice house. Thanks. Does it always smell like waffles? Um, no. How would you know if something smells waffles. like waffles? Okay. Oh, 
Hey, is that your cat? Oh, this this music no. is clearly stopped. I don't stopped. know what he's doing here. I heard that. Oh, I like cats. Ooh, who cats like you too? Mm. What? Oh, you mark me? Eric Roberts is improving lines again. Yeah, he's cool, I guess. The cat just on that girl. Uh, he did. Bad kitty. So I mean, he lured that with bull. I'm gonna plow you, Tone. Speaking of, Sometimes. God, does this feel like the filler plot for a porn? We're not getting around the director's other career, are we? No, no, I don't think we can. It just it reeks of it. But you're in honors classes. Yeah, well, uh, just because I had like help and stuff. Are these the ones you want to start with? Yeah, well, there's a whole required reading list in the first book. I kind of need help with what's going on. So you don't read it all? Why? When there's movies and TV. What the heck, cat? Don't look at me. I may be here to help you humans, but explaining your irrational behavior is beyond me. Also, aren't they supposed to hear him talking? Isn't that the whole point? I think so, but I'm glad we're just getting to enjoy his comments. It's, it's like Garfield in that way. Uh, talking in thought bubbles. What was that all about, Duffy? I'd say Chris isn't so experienced expressing his affection. Or talk Where are people asking the cat for advice? Okay. Okay, the camera work. Jittery camera. No. Well, that sure was random. Hey, a talking cat! My cat meows too. Points don't go to her. So, Duffy, what should I do? Feed me? Hey, you look like you might be hungry. Wow, I am good. Sure, buddy, let's eat. Did someone mention my name? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, oh, God! Stop having Eric Roberts make those sounds! No! No actor should ever have to make those sounds! My theory, he was gorging himself on a sub. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't know the mic was still on. We should probably see about taking him back. Well, I looked on his collar, there's no address. You really don't like him? Don't these people have issues other than a goddamn cat? Well, the guy did mention he no longer had a life, being retired. Why don't you think about asking them for an internship? They make toys, Barf. Wow. Yeah, sexy toys, I bet, with this universe. Wait, this girl wants to get into business, but she probably doesn't read. Of course you do. I know! In a minute. Stay by the bell. I do not like these silly machines, but they can be useful at times. What the fuck does that mean? What did it do for you? I have no idea. That scene just ended. Oh, yeah, okay. I see the usefulness of it now. Also, why are these people anti-toy company? That's a massive business. Uh, it is. Say anything else? Cause I totally think he likes you. Guys are just clueless like that. You just have to keep at it. I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, you know how Derek was. That's why you broke up with him. Hey, I gave you that idea. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Right. Uh, there's one thing you don't know, which is. I really like your look at your beeping machine.
Um, I'd really like to lift your beeping machine. Yeah. I know. I know. I know, goddammit! Okay. Goodbye. I am such a good friend. I knew. Read your beeping machine. Who said that? Trent, are you messing with me? It's not Trent, it's me. You're a cat. Read your machine. <laughs> that... the mouth animation. What is that? Oh my god. This... <laughs> we just justified the decision for doing this movie. Yeah, completely. That is terrible. Uh, aside from that fucking horrible animation, the cat looks deranged. We have to post a clip. Uh, we must, we must. Yeah, this has to be seen to be believed. Okay. I will. Thanks. Mom? There's a cat in here. Bewildered by a cat, holy shit. I think I had a hallucination. Uh, yeah. Is did you not hear what I just said? It was talking to me. There, kitty kitty. Maybe it's hungry. Should I get it some milk? No! It talks! Like, it doesn't just meow, it was just talking to me. Like, like words, sentences, language. This is why you have no imagination. A talking cat? That's just no, no, I think you mean a talking cat! You moronic oaf. Moronic oaf? Didn't even do anything. Good one, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, that teen slang. Oaf, like... From the 1900s? Whatever, Trent. Hey, look, an old guy with the same laptop as me. And he doesn't look like he retired early. I get a Willie Loman vibe like uh, Lee J. Cobb. I'll just scroll down slowly because as established, I don't read. I love this website wouldn't cut it in 1998. Add... Frames. Um, no. You know, I, I hate to do this to you, but uh, I might have to fill you full of lead, see? Do not suggest Bogart. No. Never, ever reference a better actor. I don't have it in me to express how much I'd rather watch Casablanca or Maltese Falcon. Not enough cats, though. Duffy, what am I gonna do? Try taking a long walk into the woods. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about taking the trails over there, but I'll take my Whimsy! A talking cat! God damn it, more talking cat? Duffy? You should take a walk in the woods. What's going on here? Why are you talking? Well, because I have one chance to, and I thought now might be good. You can talk? But only once? I don't make the rules, Phil. No, no, I, I don't suppose you do. But hold on a sec. Okay, but just remember what I told you. Chris! Go ahead, Duffy. Tell Chris what you told me. The cat told me to go into the woods. Okay, Grandpa, the Shady Oaks with you. No kidding. If my cat Bendy talked to me, I'd hit 911. Also, that's clearly a hotel room. In a hotel. 
Not a house room. It looks just like the bed and breakfast that I stayed at a month back. Long answer. Yes, now I'm going back to my room. What's your deal, cat? <sighs> New day. New day to start over. Oh, new day to get back up in Ed's. Yeah. And this is more than a bit sad. It really is. And I'm going to stop talking to stray cats because that makes no sense at all. Okay, I take it back about the cinematography. The shitty camera work cancels it out. Damn straight. Hey, loser. Don't try and prank me today. You don't have it in you. I'll pretend like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. You stay dumb. I'm off to the library to work on my proposal because I'm smart and you're not. How do you know what a library is? Modern family, this isn't. What's up with you, cat? I'm a talking cat, but I can only talk to a person once. And there's a collar my original owner gave me buried under a grove of magical trees due north of here. It's near a big fallen tree and just through a thick hedge it looks like a fuzzy green wall. That collar is what lets me help people. That's crazy. I don't even know what I'm going to do with my life. That's the problem with you humans. You're also concerned with knowing the destination. You forget to enjoy the trip. What does that mean? It means what it sounds, dumbass. Okay, this is the first time the cat said anything interesting in the world. I have a feeling it'll stand alone. Honestly, this isn't a bad little done scene. It's stupid, but it is well handled. Yeah, remove the stupid elements, and it could have been a decent scene. She's right. I have no imagination. You know how I know that's not true at all? How? You're having a thoughtful conversation with me. I'm a talking cat, remember? What? This is the same nature shot! I can tell by the camera wiggle! Boo! Yeah, it is. Definitely shouldn't have let the meth head shoot. <laughs> yeah! I have not done this much walking in forever. Okay, he wasn't in the woods. I'm more in the woods, and I have a major street behind my house. La Kukaracha. La fucking Kukaracha. Really, soundtrack? Oh, okay. This, this proves my point about the stock music. It's it's definitely stock music. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm not much for for hiking. Not yet, anyway. Would you like some water? Wait. The cat is uniting these two. They're united by their kids. Yeah, they would have found each other eventually without the cat. Definitely. And by the way, we owe Gili composer John Powell an apology. Yeah, he at least composed his music. Me too. Um, come on in. Well, thank you. It's it's really nice. Thank you. I I did it all myself. Really, I'm not much for decorating. I had somebody else do my place. I got to tell you, their taste is pretty awful. Well, why don't you make it your own? Well, I don't have much taste. I mean, look at me. I look like something that the cat dragged in. <laughs> no, you don't. You look nice. Thank you. You're too, too kind. I am too good sometimes. Oh, fuck you, cat. The cat is completely unneeded. Completely. 
there's no reason for him in this plot. It's it's the same fucking establishing shots. I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if it weren't very very specific. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the exact same shots and turns out these shots recur throughout the director's career, so to where, Mordor? So, Hamlet is a story about what? A guy named Hamlet who likes Ham. <laughs> it's better that he's not bad, but uh, there's a little bit more to it than that. You seem to know more yesterday, though. I know, <sighs> but it's just so hot. Do you think we could go swimming, please? I don't think we should go swimming. I mean, you can go swimming, it's, it's fine. I understand. I don't want you to freak out. Hamlet is a story about a guy who can't take action, even though the obvious is staring him right in the face. Um, yeah. It's okay to ask for help. Did you just... If it means anything, I don't like water at all. The Except movie broke its one rule. The cat can only talk to someone once. And I drink Wait, sometimes. is this the same kid? I, I, I think I, so. I know. It, it's hard to tell. I don't know what to tell my yeah, dad. the actors are about as hard to, to follow as the plot. You can talk to your dad. Yeah, but we don't have anything in common. You both talked to a cat, didn't you? And the cat talked back, didn't it? That's weird. True, true. But so is life. Yes, me and my dad are crazy. Together. It's kind of cool. It's evening, so the color temperature inside should be blue. What? Yep, that's how day for night works. Except it's bright as day. Their day for night filter just amounts to putting sunglasses over the camera lens. She has a big client coming in tomorrow. And she wants to pull out all the stops, and if we help her land the client, she's going to put us under contract. Wow. What's that mean? That means a regular Wait, 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 wait. I'm really, at this point, confused, because every single character looks like. I thought the two girls were the same one for an hour. So it, it turns out that uh, Doesn't Read and Business Girl, they're not the same character. That's obscenely bad casting. It is. Both sets of teens are practically twins. I, I assume this is only two families? I think so. I mean, there was no backstory for this movie. So if anyone needs me, I will be in the kitchen most of the night. Don't mess this up for mom like you messed up your face. Funny, slacker making no life. I do need to speak with your mother. She's the last person I need to speak with. But it's been a long day, and these long walks, whew, my paws are so tired. Okay, so where should I invest? Wait, yeah, a toy company? <laughs> yeah, I read that book to Chris when he was a little. Wait, yes. when do toy companies yes, make invest. books? They do. Oh, they merchandise their toys into books. I think you would know that. That's right. That much. <laughs> true, true. But the shitty ones, not ones you specifically right. remember Take reading care. to your kid. You. Unless you read shit to your kid. To you I don't think you remember. Optimus Prime teaches you your ABCs. A is for yeah. Autobot. I don't know. <laughs> I'm go see B is for balls on that robot. <laughs> How many balls does this robot have?
Two. Thank you, Michael Bay. Thank you so fucking much. I love how this driving scene just goes on and on and on. Even Birdemic didn't have this long of a driving scene, I don't think. No, it didn't. That's pretty bad. But this is my I love driving music. It's the Daft Punk that I use. <laughs> Okay, on my end, I guess. I'm not sure about the investors. I hope they come through, though. We could really use this. Yeah, well, lunch is either packed or finishing up. Great. Cheese puffs? They're cooling. They smell amazing. They should. Everything's top-notch. <laughs> I'm losing money on those cheese puffs. You have I'm losing money too. on those cheese puffs? How? Same thing these days. Ah, oh, I want to feed, uh... The cat? No. You said the magic word! Cue the whimsy cat music! Business girl is supposed to be the geeky one, but she's probably hotter. Yeah, again, miscasting. And again, she's identical. Not, not that geek girls can't be hot, because there are plenty of them, but she's clearly not a geek. No, all she does is serve Geocities. Yeah, I know. guy drives way too fast on our road. Yeah. So you're a chef? Caterer. I own my own business. Susan's Pantry Country Catering. Sorry, I've got to get going. It's a big day for my company today. Well, I'm sorry. Of, of course. Uh, I just was... You can't apply music the, the at area. And I... No! Jesus! Glass of water? I wouldn't want you to get dehydrated. I'd love some. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hit the spot. <laughs> this water is so fucking good. I really appreciated our conversation yesterday. Yeah. I don't want you to think that I'm weird or anything, but I was just wondering. Oh, that's my cheese puff. That sounded like the phone. She's a really crappy caterer. She only makes one thing. You know what? I hate to do this, but I've got to get back to the gig. Well, of course you do, but, but maybe we can... I can come back another time. I'd like that. Who's this guy? This is Phil, our neighbor. Also, where's the cat? Duff? Phil, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Ding! Right on cue. My cheese pops. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 oh, yeah, I, 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 don't be mad. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal, Mom. It is. Wait, what about Duffy? How do you know Duffy? Oh, uh, well, Duffy's kind of like my cat. I'm my own cat, thank you very much. Your cat? Yeah, well, I mean, he comes and goes as he pleases, but he's kind of like my, my cat. 
So yeah. Wait a minute. A Are cat. What cats yeah. do? Yeah, I told you that. Good job. Wait, Phil Barber, a cat. Do computer coding well, stuff. neighborhood cats yes, I do. exist. I mean, we have one. That is oh, perfect. And, uh, I can't believe you're right now. We have make something else. Make another batch of cheese puffs for me. But, Tina, please. I'm gonna need the other tray and I don't have time. Okay, well, I can only make one batch. The kitchen isn't big enough to do two batches. Okay, I know that, but you've got to do this. Oh, wait a minute, I know. I, I, you can come over to my place and you can use my oven. I, I think I've got Logistics of making That's cheese puffs. Are you enjoying the whimsy, kids? You're not going to a stranger's house by yourself. No offense. Well, no offense taken, but there's got to be something I can do. Also, all of a sudden, the mom is afraid of the guy that she kind of seemed like she wanted to hump. This is just great, Phil. You ruined the lady's cheese puffs and her business all in one day. Phil! Phil, hi. I really did want to talk to you. Well, what about your mom? Oh, she'll be fine. Uh, this is business. Just keep walking and I'll tell you all about it. Okay, no shirtless guys giving Dakota that. He does seem to remember that he's not making 1313 right now, at least. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's the next day's shooting. Where's your sister? Not here. She didn't make cheese puffs, did she? Nope. Oh. Oh, and, and seriously, can she not make something else? She left her cell phone. Married menus do exist. Yeah. Kinda sweet. everywhere, yeah. No, not sweet. And they're encouraged. It's not going well, and I don't have cheese puffs. I'm sure the Sims will understand. So what do you think about my idea? Well, you know, I've got a buddy who has a similar engine. We change up some of the algorithms, get a list of variables, uh, it's a thumb drive. I've been working on the math for a long time. I think I have the right list of variables and the basics for an algorithm, but I need help. You're just a teenage girl, right? A teenage girl? She invented a flash drive? I guess you can. So will you take a look at it? If I can snag some of those cheese puffs before they get out of here. It's a deal. Yes, you can have some of the cheese puffs. They're obviously costing my mother thousands of dollars. Ooh, shirtless guys. I guess the director couldn't resist. I can't do this. I'm gonna sink, I'm gonna drown, I'm gonna get eaten by sharks, pool sharks, and I do not like pool sharks. Hi. This pool's awesome. Who are you? Oh, sorry. I'm Trent. Hey. Do you think I can take a swim? Sure. You must be out here every chance you get. Yeah, sure. I would kill to have a pool. I love to swim. I taught swimming with a lifeguard for a couple years at a kid's pool, just so I could swim. <laughs> Do you think you could teach non-kids how to swim? Sure. No problem. I just may have to come over a lot this summer and make sure the pool is up to snuff. Sure, whatever you need. I, as long as I can swim without sinking. For fuck's sake, it's water! You drink that shit! And it goes up to your neck. These cheese puffs are the best. Thanks. <laughs> what about my data sets? Yeah, this is all really impressive. Tina? I want to see what I can do with this. Really? Yeah. Excuse me. I have no future. Susan! I forgot Susan! Come on, cat, get your shit together. This cat's not much of a god. Oh, okay, a poor excuse for one. Susan! Hi! 
You forgot this when you left home without permission. Mom, I can explain. Well, I thought you said that everything was okay. Phil here is a business guy, and he told me he could help me with my project and my career, so... So what? I needed your help with the business that provides food and clothes and a roof over your head. And this scene has a lot of no tension. Get to be your mother. Uh, yeah. Not so it's, it's a negative tension. Well, that happens. It's not your fault, Mom. Yeah. Yes, what? Yes, I'm sorry. Well, maybe I can explain. Okay. Go ahead. Explain. Come on, Phil. Pull this one out. Don't let all my hard work down. Pull this one out of your ass. I'm sorry? No, Phil. That is unacceptable. I expect more from my kids. And you know what? I barely know you. That's it's not, not fair, Mom. Mom. Oh, this is going so well. This is all Tim's fault anyway. Enough! So you like that woman, Susan? Yeah, I did. Uh, isn't that her computer? Did, did she leave it there for him? It's a giant error. All right, then. Well, I'll try not to, but I'm going to need your help. How? Come here. You see, Susan's daughter, Tina, she invented an application that catalogs your wardrobe into a database and then offers you suggestions on some outfits. It also suggests things that you can buy in specific price ranges to augment those outfits. It's all pretty impressive. Are you ready to give it a try? Scan in. Yep. Oh, come on. It's a fucking book light. It is. I can't even joke about that. Scan in. The scanner is a fucking book light. Scan in. Ugh. I don't think the washing instructions tag has anything to scan. Scan in. No. I mean, you couldn't use an iPhone camera to recognize the clothes. I'd actually believe that. Yeah. In these modern times. I mean, this was made this year. They just showed an iPhone, didn't they? It's just a book on it. I'm in awe of it. Clearly. I mean, it's not even red. They couldn't even okay. put, like, a red filter over it to simulate a scanner. Uh, I can't get past it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm ragging on it, but I just can't get past it. Also, they're scanning the same clothes over and over again. Like, they're supposed to be different clothes. They're scanning them over and over. From these ocean shots, I'm expecting hordes of meerkats to pop up all of a sudden. <laughs> At least a tiger and screams of Don't make me wish. You know, we look good. Well, we do. The dad looks awful. Oh, hi, naked lady bust. And I still can't tell any of the character part. No. Boys or girls. Hell, even the older man and woman look similar. Man, that's a long trip, but I can fix this. I know I can. Oh! Cat gets hit! Cut to soothing ocean shot. Movie over. That was terrible. Woohoo! Macbeth and his lady would have been a lot less ambitious if they had a pool to lounge in. <laughs> I think you're right. So the girl doesn't read and she's proud of her arrogance. Thanks, Dad. 
okay. Really? Oh no, that's that's terrible. Is everything okay? My friend was looking after a stray cat, the one that you had here the other day, Duffy. Well, she said that he got hit by a car by their place. It doesn't look good. Yeah, get your shit together, cat. We were inside and we heard a car slam on its brakes. We found him. The vet has made him comfortable, but we put him in my room. Oh, oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good cat. The cat has a bandage around its head. The cat just has a bandage around its head. That's the extent of the damage. Uh, if you got hit by a car, it would not look like that. It's so clearly uninjured. I mean, it's just lolling around. Holy fuck! Bindi has played like that. Ah! Wow! Duffy, you spoke to all of us. I don't understand. What do you mean? If he did that, maybe there's some magic left in his collar. What are you talking about? Did Duffy tell you something? Yes. He was making a point. He said he had a, a collar hidden near a grove of trees. I think the hedge Twin talked about is up here beyond that fallen tree. Are you ready to see what's on the other side? Got it! Crappy CG soul just went to heaven. Or was that Satan being exercised? Or something. Something. Also, the effects. Cheap, cheap, cheap. We have to post this scene too. This scene is going up on the blog. We did something. I'm Duffy. I'm a talking cat. Susan got a contract with Sims Toys after all. Seems some new investor person appeared out of nowhere. It was a month before Phil and Susan realized they had even more things in common, and by then, they'd grown quite fond of each other. And they survived solely on cheese puffs. They haven't shit in years. Big deal for <laughs> development company. Right there. I still don't get the fascination with the beeping machines, but it makes them both happy. Oh, oh, so in other words, the cat really didn't need to get hit by the car. At all. Nope. Or be in the movie. No. The cat served absolutely nothing. The others, well, they're still figuring out who they are and what they want. But they've taken to the cat way of doing things, which involves a lot of curiosity, playing, and napping. Okay, maybe it's just me that likes to nap, but I find it helpful. Maybe my colleague gave me one of those nine lives I'm supposed to have out of but my new family, the family I fell I'm going to stay with, believed enough in me to come together on my behalf. And that's almost enough to make a cat get emotional. <laughs> almost. And I'm still confused as to who's who. By the way, this movie has seven minutes of credits. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You do not get to have a whimsical actor sequence for your credits. 
You do not get that privilege. No, you have not earned it. Iron Man 3 had great end credits. Really awesome score by Brian Tyler and some nice editing of clips from the previous films. And it earned that over having three previous films to draw from. Oh, and it's fucking La Cucaracha again. Special appearance by Squeaky. Oh, so glad he decided to show up. Okay, the music credit is Big Score Music. Yes, stock music. Yep, that confirms that. Oh, the collar looks like a crown of thorns. Subtle. I'm not acknowledging the kitty Christ. At this point, uh, Netflix pops up the Rate This Movie. Rate This Movie title? Well, I did. Too bad there are no negative stars. <laughs> yeah. And too bad they don't stretch into infinity. As these credits roll on, I'm still thinking about the end credits for Iron Man 3. Because that movie deserved the seven minutes of credits because of the unbelievably large number of people that worked on it. A small town worth of people worked on that movie. And because it was a good movie. I was willing to sit through the credits because it was a good movie. This was below Birdemic. Yeah, and... You kind of want to look at all the names for that movie because you're in awe of what a great movie it was and you want to see. In this, 7 minutes of credits, you're in awe of how many credits they have because this clearly had no effort. I mean, people worked on this movie? Are you sure it wasn't just put into a movie-making machine? A robot would make a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Birdemic is hard to top or even match as a whole, but this, plot-wise, I hesitate to say it tried. It definitely did not try. Oh, Birdemic at least, I don't know, tried at a message. This didn't even have that. And it was quotable. Yeah, this, I can't remember anything anyone said. Alright, so the folks listening, this the credits Skinner cut to the cat fucking around slash people fucking around with the cat. Itsy Bitsy Spider! Fuck! No. That's the last insult. That's the last insult that these credits have thrown out. Itsy Bitsy fucking Spider. Okay, movie over. Good God. Bum, bum, bum. I... Even... Transparency, this was a dramatic rereading. We didn't even rewatch the film. It feels like we rewatched the film, and my mind is exhausted. Mine is too. Just, just thinking about this movie is exhausting. And that's why this next section is going to be so much fun. I do have to at least re-listen to the movie for the edit. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It'll be worth it. <laughs> so, one thing that I, it occurs to me that we should have clarified is a little bit about the director, and I think that's going to be the best place to start on the uh, post-movie discussion. Uh, David Dakota, for those of you who are not familiar with him, is an obscenely prolific director. The guy works non-stop. And if you can call it working, good God. He makes three kinds of movies. 
He makes your standard direct-to-video horror movies, which I understand are pretty good. He's actually made a couple that have gotten pretty good reviews. and Really? A yeah, a couple that are pretty legendary, actually. I I have trouble believing that. Yeah, and I, I know it's surprising based on what we just watched, but he does. And he does have a history of having made some pretty decent films. Creepazoids uh, is one of those films, and it's pretty well regarded among fans of the genre. You know, just for just for an after study, I'll have to seek that out because I I really do have trouble believing that anything because. Yeah, you know, we we've we've done our reading. You know, we went into this movie cold, but we did our reading after. And it just feels weird to say, "Hey, this director made a good movie once." Well, I have to concede that I've been familiar with some of his work just from my days studying bad movies. Um, rather than people having to sit through any of his work before this, though, I recommend people go to Antisocial Commentary, GeekJuiceMedia.com. Uh, Alex Jowski, who's this herb reviewer, I recommend his stuff, period. He's reviewed a couple of Dakotos, other films. I mentioned he, he's done some of the direct-to-video horror stuff, and that stuff is pretty fair. It's gotten some pretty fair reviews, and people generally seem to, at least, it's the best of his stuff. He does his family films, often under the name Mary Crawford, and, well, obviously they're not any good. Amazingly, they may not be the nadir for him. I referenced the 1313 series. That's where the references to gay porn come in. The 1313 movies, for people who are unaware, are essentially soft core gay porn. They're shirtless guys walking around the house, the same house that was used for this movie exact same house we have to we also have to post shots of the house because it's a very very specific house it's it's a very specific location full of very odd things and odd architecture it looks like a mansion i don't know uh it is it definitely qualifies look i i don't want to i i don't bring up the 1313 work to trash it because it's gay because it's soft core game porn i honestly would find movies about anybody walking around. I find that hopelessly boring. Yeah, and that's just it. Like, when you say softcore gay porn, I imagine at least, like, dudes making out or something, but what it sounds like is it doesn't even have that. It's just guys walking around shirtless. If I wanted that, I could watch Twilight. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's honestly, my understanding is that even in the gay community, I don't particularly like these films. Because, you see, I know this is going to sound shocking to a lot of people who are unbelievably homophobic, but gay people do have taste. I have a number of gay friends that I've watched movies with, and guess what? Their tastes in movies are pretty similar to mine. But I, I feel like we've gone down this line of reasoning enough to just to simply make the point that this guy makes three kinds of movies, two of the three aren't very good, and the best that he can do is not bad. Yeah, best he can do is just alright. But... Um, Dakota trained under Roger Corman. Yeah, which, uh, as many of you know, Roger Corman is a B-movie director. He is the king of B-movies. Oh, yes, he's the king of B-movie directors. He's very prolific. He's known for hammering out films very quickly. In two uh, days. In two days, yeah, he shot, um... Little, Little Shop of Horrors, I believe, was shot yeah. in two days. It was. It was a very hectic schedule. Two, three... Maybe five at the most. There have been a lot of 
noteworthy Hollywood people, actors, directors, what have you. I'm sure I'm sure various uh, people in other positions that have gotten his their start, their career start from him, like Mr. Dakota here. You have the list. Can you name a few of those notable people? Well, some of you might have heard of Martin Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola, Jonathan Demme, Ron Howard, James Cameron. Good Christ. Yeah. That is quite a list. I'm trying to think of the, of the list that I just rattled off. I believe that every single one of those names has an Oscar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not only that, they have paid back tribute to Roger Corman. Uh, Howard included Corman in Apollo 13. Uh, Coppola included Corman in The Godfather Part 2. Demi included him in Silence of the Lambs. Funny thing about those three movies, what do all three of those movies have in common? Sadly, Apollo 13 does not, which oh, I don't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even getting into my thoughts on that. Apollo 13 is one of my favorite films. Um, these are movies that are hailed among the best of all time. Oh, yes. So, his students have paid him back. His, his students have nothing but the best to say about him. So, and I highly recommend... Uh, Corman's autobiography, but we're getting off track because I think it's more fun than discussing film, but <laughs> the, the point is that Corman specialized in getting films out quickly and getting them cheaper. And that is the thing. You know, I did read a uh, an article, I think it was a cracked article. The thing they took away from Roger Corman is how to make movies cheaply and effectively and how to just get shit done, basically. I think this is kind of the negative of that. That like this is a negative example of what what's take away from Roger Corman. <sighs> you have to put something into it. Like you can make it cheaply and get out there, but you you have to put effort into it. You have to. You you have to try. You have to at least put the minimal effort. I mean, it'll still be bad if you put the minimal effort, but you have to do it. When we were learning about Stanley Kubrick in film school, he takes a long time to make his movies. He's only made like 14 movies his entire career, but they're also very good movies. You can have three things. Good, cheap, fast. Pick two. You can't have all three. Yeah. And the ideal, the ideal I think, would be good and one of the other two. Yeah. Yeah, that is the ideal. I've seen some really great movies made on next to no budget. Par the original Paranormal Activity was done on next to no budget and released by Paramount Nationwide. And it was a massive blockbuster and is an excellent film. That's one we're going to talk about later. That's one we're going to talk about in a later cast. But uh, you can do these movies. You can do for next to nothing. A Talking Cat was made essentially... It was done cheap and fast, and it doesn't even rem remotely approach being good. We sounded pretty angry on that, and honestly, we were downplaying the anger because we hadn't let it sink in. Oh, we, yeah, exactly. We were we were reading kind of what was on the page, like what we typed. A good quarter of it is in all caps. And we were too nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I was cursing at the movie. Outside of the chat, I was cursing at the movie. I was waiting for it to be over. I was desperately <laughs> waiting for it to be over. Yeah. The entire time in in reading the script just now, I was I was looking at a picture of 
the cat in mid talking. And that, I mean, the still picture looks just as cheap as the effect. The saddest part is this isn't the cheapest effect I've seen for one of Dakota's films. Of those reviews that I recommend people look at, uh, look at uh, Jowski's review of Cougar Cult. The effect for the women to transform into cougars. It's amazing. Oh no. Oh no, I didn't see that. I'm going to have to look at that after this. I recommend it because the review is good. Uh, Jowski's someone I really like. Um, is he the same one that uh, you sent me the review of an Easter Bunny puppy? Yeah. See, that's that's thing I want to address, but let, let, let's get on to the virtues of the film. And I use virtues completely sarcastically. First of all, we were talking about the cinematographer on this. Dakota did his own cinematography. I didn't realize this until now. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. There are directors who are their own cinematographers. Uh, Steven Soderbergh shoots his own movies and has, as a cinematographer, as distinct a style as he does a director. I mean, you can look at one of his movies that he shot himself and know that he shot it. Magic Mike and Contagion may have nothing in common but Soderbergh working behind the camera, but they look like movies that are done by the same guy. David Dakota is not even remotely Steven Soderbergh. Um, and proof of that is the fact that I just mentioned Contagion and Magic Mike. Those are both two of the best films of their respective years. They're great movies. And guys, if you're going to be an idiot and say, I don't want to watch Magic Mike because it's about male strippers, stop being an idiot and watch it. It's a really good, funny movie. I still have yet to watch it, and I, I kind of want to. You should. It's a really good movie. love Steven Soderbergh. He's great. I'm trying to think about good movies, though. That's my mistake. <laughs> yeah. No, this is not. This is not. This is not that level of quality. We bring up the Red Layer Media guys quite a bit because they're really good. But um, the Plinket review for Star Wars Episode Three. Now, if you'll permit me, I'd like to compare Revenge of the Sith with what is widely considered to be one of the greatest motion pictures ever made, Citizen Kane. Is that fair? Nope. <laughs> he does it anyway. I haven't even loved episode three. We mentioned the Half in the Bag episode. You know, they do a review show called Half in the Bag of uh, Jack and Jill. And I get we're gonna have to post a link to that too. People should watch that just because it's funny as all hell. Oh yeah. Like I, I haven't seen Jack and Jill and really don't want to, but they do their job in describing it enough to where you know don't have to. Just like we did with Geely. It's like we watched it so you don't have to. I'd rather watch Geely again anytime. Yeah, rather than this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, at least that was trying something. This was trying at nothing. But anyway, yeah, they mentioned, you know, when does a movie stop being a movie and just become a product? I think this is it. This is the bottom. Like, this is the... It's a product. Alright, we said that with the Yogi Loves. and Yeah, we did. And I still don't think we're wrong. I still think the Yogi Loves is completely a product. My god, I'm about to say some nice things about the Yogi Loves. You know, it did have the so bad that it's at least something to watch thing going on. There were things going on on the screen that were fun to make fun of. Yogi Love was a lot of fun to make fun of. Because there was something tangible there. It at least tried to cater to kids. I mean, it did it badly, but at least tried to cater to kids. And you had that great Carrie Always performance that is so bad <laughs> that it's fascinating. And... It's so weird and off-putting, but I enjoyed it mm -hmm. because it was tangible. Yeah, it was there. It was something. It, it was him trying. He shouldn't have, but he no. did. 
and it's funny because of it. I, this, 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 this is not. This is. We we really. I don't think we're conveying enough how little happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens in this movie at all. I mean, words are said. They they may as well have just had like a marker board in the background that has in big lettering plot. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's how much plot was put into it. They may as well just had a board that said plot. I you know I I, I I'm struggling here because there is I've studied screenwriting since I was thirteen years old. This is not an exaggeration. I got my first screenwriting book when I was thirteen. So I've studied screenwriting. I know what it is. Um, and I do it rather actively. This takes the format of a screenplay. It, it, it takes the format of a basic film, the basic in theory structure. Because there are the recognizable beats. There is the conflict, the, yeah. you know, all act those things. One, act act two. one. Yeah. But it does them so minimally. It's like, well, here's the, the argument between the mom and the dad. That was yeah. literally the, we've got to have this argument here at this point, because this is where the story demands it. We've got to have the, oh, something happens to the cat uh, that brings the families together in a way that would have happened if the cat had not been hit by the car. But really, <laughs> I mean, it's... It's nakedly mechanical. Yeah. Like, I was confused while watching the film. Like, when they brought a magic collar. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll probably catch it again. They do set it up earlier on in the film when the cat is talking to the idiot twin brother. Oh, okay. I did not catch that. I was too focused on... I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Thinking about clouds? I mean, because <laughs> this movie makes your mind drift. You don't focus on it. You don't give a damn about anything you're seeing. No. You really can't. But yeah, the, it has that in it, and it's like, oh, we have to go to the woods to find the magic color, and they just, like, go, I don't know, 20 yards into their backyard, and they, they find it just, well, I guess they go over rivers or some shit, but they they find the collar just sitting on a rock. Like, okay, some, some mystical collar. I'm glad a bear didn't carry it off. Yeah. And they... They put it around the cat's neck, and then the worst effect happens. I mean, it's... It's a glowy ball. Exactly. I I think this was made with Avid, because I have found... Like, I, I know those effects. I've used those effects. But in a better way, like just in a, in a TV commercial, um, to highlight text. You know, you, you don't use it as a magic effect on a cat in a movie. It just... It's hideous. Let's talk about the acting, because... The acting! The acting is... Well, you know what? I'm, I don't even feel like talking about the younger actors in the film. Even though, hell, they're probably almost all our age. Even though they're supposed to be in high school. I don't... I guess. I don't feel like trashing them because, you know what? They're there. Yeah. The actors that play the adults, um, and, uh, of course, Roberts. Boy, we're going to town on Roberts. <laughs> Poor Eric Roberts. And I, when I say the adults, I mean there are two adults in this entire film. There aren't any other people. There's just the two adults and the four kids and the cat. That's it. 
Oh, and and uh, the uh, girl who's obvious love interest girl, who is okay. I'm gonna have to pause here before I get back to talking about the adult because I've got to talk about plot hole in this movie that drove me insane. Oh, go for it. Okay, it's stated that this girl needs help being tutored in honors English. <laughs> okay, let's let, don't let me like to read, and she doesn't like to read. Okay. I took AP English. Here's the thing. If she didn't like to read, she shouldn't have been taking uh, AP or Honors English, whatever they call it. She shouldn't have been taking the top-level English class because they traditionally don't offer tutoring in that. You either take it or you drop it and you go to a regular English class. Do what you mean. We read Hamlet. I will say this. We did read Hamlet in that class. Uh, we, we actually watched the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet, which is which is the full text of the play, and really how it should be experienced. The funny thing, though, is she makes an insight about Hamlet that gives away that Dakota has definitely watched at least a performance of it. And she makes that clip about uh, Hamlet is a piece about a guy who can't make up his mind to do something. Yes, Hamlet is about indecision. Wait a minute, that's a really strong point. Wait, what? So, I mean, that was a point that really annoyed me, but... Let's get let's get back to the adults. The adults are the only actors whose names I'm going to give because they're the only ones that I believe should be called out for it. Um, uh, Johnny Whitaker is the guy that plays the dad. He was a former child star, and just for a moment, let's talk about former child stars who transitioned into adulthood. Speaking of Ron Howard. Speaking of Ron Howard. Um, well, yeah, look, Ron Howard, who is today more known as a director, but did keep working as an actor into adulthood, um, and in fact narrates Arrested Development, and is awesome at it. He's he's still got uh, his comedic timing down. Um, oh yeah, and I I know you're not that far into it, but I will spoil that he is he does play a big role as himself. Awesome, awesome because I I love Howard. I love Howard. I'm I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of him behind and in front of the camera. Whitaker worked with Jodie Foster, who is just one of the best actresses that we have today. Foster is great. We talked about Silence of the Lambs. Foster won an Oscar for Silence of the Lambs. So, yeah, Whitaker is a terrible actor. He is an abysmal actor, and he's he's matched beat for beat by Christine DeBell, who plays the mom. How do I put this delicately? DeBell's past career includes some work that is, uh... The internet is really, really great. For porn! Porn. She's not very good in this movie. She, she's a terrible actor. Should we brief, briefly mention that Johnny Whitaker wears a shirt when he goes hiking that says, uh... Please do. Yeah, it's it's a Spanish phrase. Un pinche día a la vez. That's right. And, uh... It translates into a fucking day at a time. I, I I threw that one at a coworker who speaks Spanish, and she knew what it meant. By the way, these are the things that we noted while watching the movie. Uh, actually, we can't claim credit for that one. That one was cited by the blog... A Talking Cat, the movie, The Tumblr. Yes, which um run by Eric McKeon, who, if I mispronounced his name, man, I'm sorry, um... That is a that's a site that is doing a running beat for beat commentary of the movie and is the reigning fan site for the film. 
guys, go there to check it out, to flesh out what we're talking about, because it's great. It was a great source for post-viewing of a forecast, and it did influence some of our ad-libbing there. Yeah, because we were able to take notice of things like, in some of those nature shots, hey, there's a sewer cohort. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pretty? Nature is so beautiful. This movie did not deserve its punctuation, by the way. No. It's more like, oh, a talking cat. A talking cat. Ellipses. <laughs> Ellipses, exactly. <laughs> oh, this is such a bad movie. So yeah, the, the, the adult actors are annoying. They are pitched at the highest note. At the most screechy note. I, I don't know whether to blame the acting or the script for most of what I found annoying. I think most of it's the script. I think some of it's the acting. Like, they don't know how human interaction works. No, they don't. You know, I think a lot of writing a movie uh, and writing dialogue and writing scenes as subtext, you know, mm -hmm. things that you don't see, things that are not said. The The fight between the brother and sister literally has the words, I hate you, in it. It's like, wow. Um, I think that should be a subtext thing. I think that's... Well, for one, it's kind of strong. You know, for another, I think it should be a we're brother and sister, we fight, and blah, blah, blah. Not a I hate you. I mean, that was rather blunt. I compared this to Modern Family. The brother and sister in this are not exactly the uh, equivalents of uh, Sarah Hyland and Ariel Winter on that show. Because there are two actresses whose names I will call out because they're great comedic actresses. They're both extremely funny and have great timing. The, the interplay between those sisters is great, and it's funny, it's fun to watch. I love Modern Family, I highly recommend it. Uh, my god, the interplay between these characters, you're right, there's no subtext. There's no subtext at any point in this movie. No, like anything that the characters say or think, they just, they just say it, and even then... It's not really, it's all jumbled. It's like, hey, was that a cat? Yeah, that was a cat. I'm going to order some pizza. I'm having trouble with girls. There's a cat. I'm, it's stream of consciousness. In fact, it seems fitting that we're kind of jumping from topic to topic because we're recreating the experience of watching the movie. Yeah, it's exhausting. It is exhausting just thinking about how little effort was put into this movie. It's, it's a black hole of a movie is what it is. I mean, it's... It, it's Duffy's mouth. <laughs> It's a black hole of a movie. I, you know, we, if it's not clear in the podcast, we were genuinely confused about the two girls. Mm-hmm. I was confused about the guys. And then come to find out, so was everybody else. Yeah. You know, pretty much every other review that I've seen has pointed out. Yeah, we had no idea that they were different characters. Pretty much every other review has done that. A couple of those could have been and should have been combined into one character. Oh, yeah. Like the love interest and the sister, they should have been combined into one character. They already are the same actress, essentially. I mean, they look identical. I'm not kidding, by the way. They look exactly identical. We will post pictures. I feel like we're getting away from the thing that we really need to talk about, and that's Eric Roberts. Oscar nominee, Eric Roberts. Along with the uh, AV Club calling attention to it, I think that was probably the thing that called attention to it for them. The fact that Eric Roberts plays in this. As the title role of The Talking Cat! By this point, you will have heard The Talking Cat. I literally think that he probably recorded his lines as quickly as we as were recording this cast. Yeah, like in, in one like two-hour sitting. There was no second takes on it. 
I think you linked me to another AV Club article where they actually interviewed Eric Roberts. Yes, they did for random roles. They briefly touched on Talking Cat, and they they just asked him one question. About Talking Cat, where was it recorded? He's like, I don't remember. They go, well, you know, not that's your fault, but the recording sounded bad. He's like, oh, really? Oh, that's, that's terrible to hear, because I was kind of looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I hope he hasn't. And he says he really likes the script. I don't know what he saw in it. I, I guess he was imagining a movie. Yeah. But but I cannot believe that, because I'm having trouble believing that there was much of a script. Yeah. So that, that part alone baffles me. Like, I don't want to fault Roberts. I don't want to fault him, because I like the guy. But it literally sounds phoned in. I mean, his narration in this movie is just... I don't want to say that he sounds drunk, and he probably wasn't. But it's what it sounds like. I mean, he's slurring his words, and he's kind of talking like this. And he doesn't care. And there's a lot of echo. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Uh, you know, again, I do kind of feel for the guy, because he's a talented actor. He was in The Dark Knight, and he got to have several scenes where he was going toe-to-toe with Heath Ledger's Joker. And he did fine. Ironically, the, the one line I remember of his from that movie is... Can't we go someplace quieter? Can't hear each other talk. What makes you think I want to hear you talk? What? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't I don't even know where to go with Roberts. I here's the thing. He does not have a voice that's friendly and warm. No, and that's just it. He plays a hardened mobster in uh, in Dark Knight, and he's wonderful in that. And I think that was that was part of the problem. The funny thing is, I can think of a Roberts that would have been a decent choice and not the one that people are automatically expecting me to go to, uh, his sister. What about his daughter? Yeah, he has a daughter, Emma Roberts, uh, who has done this kind of thing before. Um, I'm sure her voice would have fit the film better. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I'm just trying to think of things that they could have done other than casting the worst possible choice. Here's what it, here's what it caused mine for me. Is, do you remember in the 1990s when they would release those, D, those CD-ROMs that were like filled with gangs? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they would just be, like, filled with gangs. Except that they were essentially the thinnest gangs possible. I mean, people gripe about iPhone games today, but, you know, there's a good deal of games that, in the 1990s, that would be released for CD-ROMs that would be even worse. Shovelware. Shovelware. And they, they, they still have shovelware. They put them out for consoles all the time. Oh, all the time. Game collections. Um... And I'm not yeah. talking about, like, the collections of classic arcade games, because those are awesome. Yes. This is shovelware. Like, the obligatory video games that they have to make for a movie that just came out, like Battleship. Like, the game for the movie Battleship. And it was pretty pathetic. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like it. I mean, it, it, look, our point is that... Oh, man. I mean... Shovelware. Shovelware. This is the filmic equivalent of shovelware. It literally is. That's all this movie is. It's... It was flung out for Netflix. My guess is that Phase 4 Films has a deal with Netflix that you give us a certain amount of films. I know The Asylum has a similar deal with Sci-Fi Channel. By the way, shout-outs to um, my friend Lane, who just riffed Mongolian Deathworm last oh, night. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> she just riffed it. Oh yeah, that'll be on the blog. She occasionally riffs these movies and does a great job with them. Uh, so, I mean, you know, direct video, these people, they have these deals. 
But, you know, you get them out for Netflix, you get them out for Redbox, and people rent them not knowing that they're not good movies. They don't rent them realizing that they're good movies because they just want to put something out for the kids to watch. A couple months ago, when the Kansas City Film Fest rolled around, we had a guy who who produced the, the Brony documentary. Which I'm looking forward to watching at some point. Oh yeah, it's it's great. It's good. They um they got some, like it's on Amazon. You can buy it. I recommend it. It's also going to be on Logo at some point in this year. They're in the uh-huh. like a documentary series. I think it's just called What. Uh, and talking to him, he had mentioned that you know one of the things they were looking into was getting it on Netflix. But unfortunately, Netflix, like for five thousand dollars, they had you sign a contract where basically they have exclusive rights to stream your film for like three years, which is why there are a bunch of bad films on Netflix. You know, hence this one. In fact, maybe this is what this offends me the most, is there's a ton of good films on Netflix. Oh, yeah. But you know that there's going to be the parent that's going to look at Paranorman and think, oh, too scary, and then they put this garbage on instead for the kids, because it'll be harmless. But Paranorman, The Nightmare Before Christmas is online. Just just think for a moment about that. A parent is faced with options like that. The Muppet Movie is on Netflix. The Muppet Movie is completely harmless. It's completely safe for kids. Oh, yeah. And yet it has infinitely more imagination. If we've brought these movies up before, it's because these are movies that we love. We're going to bring them up. The Fox and the Hound is on Netflix. Um, the Great Mouse Detective. There are some really amazing films for kids. And this is shovelware. It... It's frustrating that this exists. You know, we were, we were talking before the cast about Dakota's filmography. He made 13 films in 2012. I may be wrong about that. Either way, it's a lot of films. If you go on his IMDb page, he has so many films listed under his director's credit. And I'm not saying that a director can't make multiple films in a film and have them be great films. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock, his early career, used to make three films a year. Your most triumphant example of that would be 1993. Steven Spielberg had uh, Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year. No director is ever going to touch that. There's two films that are both celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. We've already gone into Jurassic Park. I mean, Schindler's List also stands on its own. That's worth noting that Spielberg very much may not have come out of the Corman Studios, but he very much knows those lessons. Spielberg is infamous for being fast, and under budget. But he's also Steven Spielberg. He makes masterpieces. David Dakota is not that guy. And, you know, I don't know. I've not seen a movie where he put any effort into it. I'm never going to watch anything of his again. This is it. An Easter Bunny puppy looks worse. We're going to post that review. I am the Easter Bunny puppy pooping out Easter bunnies. It's so bad. It That whole premise of that movie, by the way, looks really unsettling. I, that's the thing. Because, because two-thirds of his output are adult films, I mean, when we were talking about that scene in the pool, I felt bad for bringing it up. I, I really do feel apologetic for bringing it up. It feels so wrong. And that's the thing. If there's any vibe that goes through this movie, it's that it feels wrong. Yeah. You, you almost feel violated watching it. Like, it has the exact cinematography and lighting as a porno. And it, ha- and it shares a set. And a cinematographer and director. Right. And you just feel dirty. As I said, this is the worst movie I ever watched, period. I mean, 
I've talked about how much I dislike Birdemic, but you know what? I would rather watch Birdemic, because I would even go so far as to say that, at the very least, like, the lead actress in Birdemic at least has a spark of charm to her naturally. I would agree. She at least seemed to try. I, I did not like any of the... I aggressively hated the people in this movie. And I just didn't like watching it. I, the driving scenes... Yes, the driving scenes reminded me of Birdemic. But they lacked at least... The driving scenes in Birdemic felt like the director didn't know better. The driving scenes here felt like padding. And my god, this movie is padding. At least the driving scene in Birdemic was punctuated with filling up the car with gas. I mean, it, it differed a little bit. And a bad satirical point. I mean, at least it had that. I mean, the I think the one thing that defines, um, that separates this from The Room, Troll 2, Birdemic, um, and films like it, is passion. Those films had passion behind it. They fail horribly at what they're trying to do, but they had the passion behind it, at least to make it entertaining and likable. Those filmmakers genuinely wanted to make those movies. This this was not a movie that was made with any passion. This is this is a deadening experience to watch. I mean, as I said, this has made me go back and be nice to Birdemic. Like, for example, Birdemic has a sequel out. I'd actually kind of like to watch it. Yeah, I mean, the, the poster looks badass. I genuinely think I'd watch it and probably enjoy it. Yeah. You know, this is harkening back to our very first cast, like all this is, but... It's all cyclical. Uh, yeah, we aim to do that. For Birdemic 2, it looks like, basically, he's in on the joke. You know, that it's a bad movie. He knows he's making a kind of bad movie, but, you know, he owns it. I mean, I don't know whether it's going to work, like the self-parody, but at least he's owning it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, because I think from what you've told me from reviews, it sounds like he's you know you said well the films of something still fails it's a something i'm i'm curious i'm genuinely curious about it i if there's a talking cat too you can leave me out of it it's like with the yogi loves if there's a sequel i don't care this just this is what it is it's i don't i didn't enjoy watching it i didn't i had fun ripping it but i didn't enjoy watching it this has got to be remembered, the first time I watched Birdemic, there was no riffing going on, and I was just watching it to experience it. Hmm. This, it's a thing. I watched it, I've experienced it, I'm done. And honestly, I kind of feel like this is a good moment to start transitioning out, because I've said everything. We've said more than this movie deserves. There's not a lot you can say about nothing. There really isn't. But but I will note that we are, we already have our next Lost Takes lined up, and I don't want to give away what it is. But even without having even without having watched the movie, it'll be the angriest that I think I'm going to get at these Lost Takes. But at the same time, it'll probably be the best movie we're going to watch for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that one. It it it'll. It'll be a cast that'll find us in a world we never made. And that's all the clue I'm giving. Which probably gives it away for most people. Probably. I mean, it's... I'm looking forward to the pre-reading more than the actual uh, film, but... The pre-reading is awesome. I wish I could get you my copy of the pre-reading. I'm going to go back in and revisit the material myself. But, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Way ahead, yes. 
let's let's give the information because we've got a Facebook page up now. I feel like we have to have a written down script now of all the postcast information because we have a lot. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the film room. And I'm I'm gonna really be overseeing a lot of that. Uh I do I do pretty much uh most of the Twitter stuff. So but yeah, we'll we'll both definitely be uh very active on the Facebook page. I've just got a film review up right now of the film that I just saw. Oh yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I posted it yesterday. Um I'll, it's been several weeks at this point, but uh my <laughs> thoughts on now you see me and by the time this cast comes up you may even have my thoughts on Man of Steel. True. But yeah, like us on Facebook. Definitely get those likes up. Uh, we have 24 so far. Love it. Loving it. Uh, We're having fun with it, y'all. Leave us leave us comments on there. Uh, leave us comments on our blog. Uh, the blog, of course, along with the source for this cast, can be found at thefilmroom.podbean.com. And you'll find links for all the wonderful things we've talked about. Uh, you can email us at filmroompodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is, of course, at filmroomcast. Follow us there. Uh, suggest topics. You know, we you know we say we have the next year planned out. That's just, we kind of have a schedule, a lineup of what we want to do, but, you know, that can always be altered. Things happen. It's rigid, but not so rigid that we can't change it. So feel free to suggest topics. If someone has a good suggestion, we'll do it. We will do it oh, without yeah. hesitation. Oh, yeah, we will. So, yeah, I think that covers it. I think that covers it. We, we will see you next time. See you next time. I'm Albert. I'm Austin. Come on, Cat, get your shit together.